You're listening to AIB Market Talk with our latest financial market update. Hello and welcome to our monthly podcast covering the latest releases of the AIB-sponsored Irish Manufacturing and Services PMIs. I'm Gavin O'Carroll from AIB Treasury and joining me in this podcast is our overworked Chief Economist Oliver Mangan. Ollie, the AIB Irish Manufacturing PMI data for June, paints an upbeat and it's the best reading since February. The manufacturing PMI is posted positively above 50 in June, up from 39.2 in May. Can you give our listeners an overview of what this means? Yeah, well, I think you can take that as a clear indication of improving conditions in the manufacturing sector as the lockdown restrictions are eased, both here and abroad, because there's obviously been a pickup in export orders as well. And as you say, the headline index crucially moved into positive territory above 50 for the first time since February. So that's very welcome news. In particular, what we saw was a strong pickup in orders and outputs. They're two key components to the survey and also a big improvement in export orders. Actually, the rise in export orders, the export orders grew at our fastest pace since April 2019. Again, that reflects that a lot of our export markets in Europe and the US reopened as economies benefit from the lifting of restrictions. And furthermore, in the sector, there's a 12-month outlook, and that recovered you know, really from its April lows with a record rise in June to a very high level. Uh, so that was very welcome as well. This is all a really good story, just reading it compared to the last four months, Ali. But I did note just in the summary, the manufacturers seem to be still cutting workforces, and that's for the fifth successive month, but it's yeah. at a slower pace. Yeah, you're right. This is a very welcome report. We're back into growth territory. But I'm caution, I mean, manufacturing conditions have not returned to normal. The collapse in orders we saw in March and May, or through the March-May period, means that backlogs of orders continue to fall sharply. And you can see the caution in the sector as well. You know, inventories of finished goods shrunk further and stocks of inputs continue to decline as well. And what I'd also say as well, it would appear that many firms are still operating at less than full capacity. So... What I mean by that is there certainly was a strong rise in output and orders, but they're still running at levels that would be below their long-run norms. So that would suggest spare capacity in the sector. So it's not surprising to see continued job shedding in the month of June. But I would say it was at a much slower pace than we saw in the previous three months. So overall, a strong report, very welcome. We're not there yet. We would hope to see further increases in orders and in output in the coming months to see the sector return to full capacity. It's at that stage then that you see the job shedding stop and hopefully an increased employment in the sector. Here we are in the first week of July, Ollie. And I mean, we've always said it about these PMIs. They're right up to date data that we can assess how the economy is performing in both manufacturing and services side. And notwithstanding the uh, you know government formation that has now taken place may actually help in terms of the confidence, notwithstanding challenges ahead, with the pandemic still very much evident worldwide. The low in manufacturing PMIs seem to be April the 36th. And that trough wasn't as low as the low in the services sector, which was down in April to 13.9. Just yep. if we move across to the services sides, in June, it's up to 39.7, up from 23 in May. Yeah, well, I think it's important to understand that the restrictions or the general lockdown in the economy impacted the services sector of the economy much more so than manufacturing. And you could see that in the readings for March, April and May. So, And the second thing I would say is the authorities here have taken a much more cautious approach to reopening the economy, to lifting the restrictions than elsewhere. So whereas the recovery in Irish manufacturing is slightly ahead 
of what we've seen in the US, the UK and the Eurozone. We're running somewhat behind those countries in terms of the services sector because they reopened their economy at a much quicker pace and much earlier. So we're lagging to some extent there. That's not a surprise. I mean, it does reflect what's actually happening in terms of the approach taken to the lockdown. Now, it was a good jump in the month, but a lot of businesses remain closed in June. We can think of the transport, tourism, leisure, hospitality sector. It's only in the start of July that they, a lot of those firms have started to reopen. And there was a particularly low reading record of that sector, just 26.9 in June. So what we're seeing there is activity in a lot of the sectors remains at depressed levels. So orders remain weak, well below what we're seeing in manufacturing. That leads to you know further decline in order backlogs and a continuing contraction in employment in the sector, which is not a surprise given that activity levels, I'd say, are still depressed. I mean, you know, the reading for June of 39.7, that's still well below the 50 level that was signaled moving to expansion territory. Now, not to be too pessimistic, the month of June did see good month-to-month gains in all the subcomponents. So what that would suggest is that the most severe phase of the contraction in, in the services sector is behind us. And I suppose the good monthly rises... What we also saw was a marked improvement in the 12-month outlook, as well as on the expectations that restrictions would be soon lifted. That moved decisively into positive territory. So I think, as particularly in July, as more businesses reopened, we'd expect to see much stronger data for July, August, September, and a movement of the services sector back into expansion territory. As our customers and listeners went into the remote working environment, Ali, over the course of April and May, we ran some special uh, podcasts in terms of the various sectors impacted across the Irish economy. And that was quite fascinating listening to the intra-sector and within the sectors, differences that were going on. And just alluding to what you said there about the hotels and the hospitality and so on, we've another podcast out in terms of the payment side and merchant services and how 18,000 merchants in the country that were with our AAB merchant services uh, teams actually went dark for those weeks. So that, that tells an awful big story about what's taking place. But, you know, these PMIs are pointing that they're at this moment behind us. What, in terms of the businesses that are closed, do you see going forward? Because, you know, we've seen now, OK, there's a positive in the services side. But collectively, what are they saying about the state of the Irish economy? And as those businesses potentially reopen with the recent announcements in, in the last few days, what do you see for the summer? Well, I think what could be very important is, as you say, a new government has taken office here and is promising a stimulus programme by mid-July. So I think particularly the sectors that were most hard hit by the restrictions as a result of the pandemic, they will need ongoing support. I'm thinking of things like the temporary wage subsidy schemes will be very important, maybe enhancements to the loan guarantees for the small and medium enterprises. So, and, and you listen to central bankers are indeed top officials and governments around the world. They're absolutely adamant that even though the worst may be behind us, continuing support for businesses would be absolutely crucial to move on to a solid recovery. And that recovery is being threatened by, we can see the pickup and the, the very steep pickup in the States in terms of new cases, outbreaks in Germany, Leicester having to shut down. So this virus has not gone away. And there are downside risks that could impact on confidence. So the key thing is to avoid in the recovery phase what we call scarring effects. And what we mean by that is you know, large numbers of businesses failing, permanent job losses, rising bad debts, 
damage to confidence. You know, the government has supported households with those income measures over the last number of months. The key thing is that there's a lot of hard work to ensure that we have a sustained recovery in activity in the second half of this year, because we're probably going to be living with this virus until we get a vaccine, which could be 12 months away. So crucial times in terms of the new administration in Leinster House or government buildings in terms of making sure the reboot take place in Irish business. Ollie, there was one last point I was just going to pick you up on in terms of the pandemic and how it's affecting the other side of the Atlantic and indeed the island next door to us in Britain as well. Is it somewhat the confidence that the actual government and the country here has in terms of how the government has managed the pandemic will potentially help how the economy recovers as well? Well, I think a re-emergence of the pandemic on a large scale would certainly damage the recovery. It could lead to the partial reintroduction of restrictions, a partial lockdown within the economy. That would be very damaging. Now, I think if we listen to the experts that say we don't intend to have the same extensive lockdown again if the pandemic emerged, new cases rose to high levels. But there certainly will be restrictions on activity and businesses will be impacted. So I think the approach here has been correct up to now which is to drive the number of new cases down to very low levels, get on top of it and try and sustain those low levels going forward. And the caution, OK, the, the services PI number for Ireland may have been below other countries, but I think in the long run, always remember the tortoise actually won the race against the hare. The slow approach may well prove to have been the correct one in terms of the pace at which restrictions have been eased because countries that are having, let's say, speedily lifting restrictions are beginning to pay the price for that in terms of seeing spikes in cases, uh, restrictions being reintroduced. So I think the cautious approach in terms of helping a sustained recovery in activity has been the correct one for the authorities here to pursue. On that cautious note, Ollie, as always, thanks for your time. Thanks to all our customers and listeners for joining us today's podcast. For those customers impacted by the pandemic, you will find all details of AIB support packages available at aib.ie forward slash COVID-19. Please stay close to all our latest podcasts by pressing the subscribe button to AIB's Market Talk on the podcast apps for iOS or Androids. We'll speak with you soon. Thanks for listening to the latest edition of AIB Market Talk. Allied Irish Bank's PLC is regulated by the Central Bank of Ireland. First Trust Bank is a trademark of AIB Group UK PLC, authorised by the Prudential Regulation Authority and regulated by the Financial Conduct Authority and the Prudential Regulation Authority. Allied Irish Bank GB and Allied Irish Bank GB Savings Direct are trademarks used under licence by AIB Group UK PLC, authorised by the Prudential Regulation Authority and regulated by the Financial Conduct Authority and the Prudential Regulation Authority.